Good morning, I'm Weemala, and it's November the 8th, Election Day here, well, all over this country. Um, I voted yesterday, and it was easy, and I was so glad. I kind of thought of that the last minute, and there were definitely people voting. They had had uh, bigger crowds earlier, but it was a very short wait for me, and People were consistently coming in to vote, so that was uh, it was wonderful. There were several uh, new voters, and uh, they'd usually have a parent or someone with them just to make sure they understood the process. And that was that was really that was good to see. It gives you hope for the future. So I hope you voted, or you're voting today, and. That's a contribution we can make, I think, to our country. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it matters, but um, I think it matters. It gives us a sense of belonging, too, and taking responsibility. So we're reading in Pema Children's book, How We Live is How We Die, and it's such a wonderful book, it's hard not to read just every page with you. Um, so I'm pretty much reading every page. We we left out some at the beginning, but uh, in this section she's getting into a couple of lists where the her essays or her short chapters uh, need to be read sequentially. So the last time we were together, which was Friday, I think, um, we talked. We were reading about the clashes, all the defilements, and how they hit us. And um, she reminds us that rather than try to uh, transcend all that, we should embrace who we are and all the, all the things that make us up and be able to look at them uh, when you notice those emotions, those disturbing emotions, she calls them clashes. If, we, if we're out of touch with our body, so she says you need to know how you feel physically, uh, the, the statement that she says in this about these disturbing emotions was when you're present and embodied, when you're in your body and it, you stay in the present moment, it's easier to be in touch with our mind. So notice how your body is feeling, the aches and pains and itches, the sensation of heat and cold, the places where you feel tight or relaxed. And then you look at your state of mind, whether it's settled, what mood you're in, what emotions do you notice? And she says it's very important to have an attitude of curiosity and openness rather than judgment. Different things can come up when we allow ourselves to feel what we feel. And not to push too hard, but she wants us to just be present and then when things come up, we can sit with them, we can use rain, or we can use her. Uh, she has three words to remember when you're working with these clashes. Embodied, present, and kind. So... Kind with yourself when you see things come up that you, you would prefer to repress or suppress. 
So her, her, uh, that was the chapter on to feel what we feel. So now this next, she says, this is, this next chapter is called the first step to courage. Refraining. Here we are, meditators on the path, journeying from birth to death in the bardo of this life. How can we use it to its fullest so that both this life and our death are deeply meaningful? Sechen Yaltsa, a great spiritual master who died in 1926, put it like this, amidst the fleeting clouds of illusion dances the lightning flash of life. Can you say that tomorrow you will not be dead? So practice the Dhamma. To practice the Dharma means not only to meditate and contemplate the teachings, but also to apply our understanding in daily life. One of the things that initially drew me to Buddhism was that there were actual methods to help us lead happier, more meaningful lives. There were instructions on what causes our dissatisfaction and pain, and instructions on how to become free of suffering. In fact, this was the aim of the Buddhist teachings. The true cause of our unhappiness is not outside, but inside. Our propensities and negative emotions are what ruin our days, not our supervisor or our nemesis. As is, as is taught again and again, as long as the poisons of the kalesas, and that's greed, aversion, and delusion. As long as the three poisons of those uh, difficult emotions remain in our mind, we will not find happiness anywhere in the world. The Buddha taught three main methods for working constructively with our kleshas, which I think of as three steps to courage. So, remember, this chapter is called The First Step to Courage is Refraining. He presented them in order of increasing subtlety and profundity, profoundness. The first is refraining from reacting. This is the refraining part. Reaction is typically the first thing that we, we do, right? The first is refraining from reacting. This is based on the sense that there is something negative about the emotions, so we should do whatever we can to avoid making things worse. With the second method, transforming the kleshas into love and compassion, we adopt a positive view of the emotions. If we use them in the right way, they bring benefit rather than harm. The third method is using the emotions as a direct path of awakening. Here we transcend the duality of good and bad and let the emotions be just as they are. I found that the teachings on refraining from reacting can be very unpopular. Once I was giving a talk on this topic and an old friend raised his hand and was clearly upset. He said, you shouldn't teach this stuff. It's like putting a lid on our feelings. 
Trungpa Rinpoche would never have taught us this. Leaving aside that I actually received this teaching from Trungpa Rinpoche, I realized then that it's important to present refraining in a positive light, to present it as an important step toward tapping into the wisdom of emotions, an essential step toward experiencing emotions as a direct path of awakening. My brother used to tell me, whenever you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, halt, H-A-L-T. That's an instruction on refraining. Instead of barreling ahead, so it's H-A-L-T, so most of us know that. If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, then just stop, <laughs> right? Watch out. That's an instruction on refraining. Instead of barreling ahead <clears throat> and reverting to old patterns of blaming or judging or otherwise avoiding what we're feeling, we allow space. We halt. We slow down the reactivity. Often when I teach the practice of refraining, people like my friend ask questions to be sure I'm not encouraging them to hide or to run away from their problems. We're so used to everyone acting and speaking out that if we refrain from doing so, we may feel like we're avoiding things we need to face. But the point of keeping our mouth shut isn't to duck out of heated, of heated situations. The point is to give ourselves the time and support to feel what we feel and interrupt the storyline. How we look at things makes all the difference. If we approach refraining as a means of shutting down, it can easily turn into that. But if we approach it in a way of opening up and becoming more allowing of whatever arises, then this practice will serve us well. In his book, Emotional Rescue, so Chen Panlap Rinpoche calls this a mindful gap. It's as if we step back and become more present and awake to what's happening. We allow some space, some mindful space, embodied, present, and kind. The energy of the clashes can be very intense. A little action going on outside, just a little, a little noise. The energy of the clashes can be very intense. It takes some getting used to. I think of refraining from speaking and acting as becoming familiar with the transformative energy of the emotions. This, I promise, takes patience and time. It's like getting to know an old friend at a deeper level. Our friend's energy challenges us and yet we stick with them through thick and thin because we love them. To make it easier to relax with powerful klesha energy, it can be helpful to view it as a process of purifying habitual patterns, of purifying old, unhelpful karma. Since our mind tends to get stuck in repetitive patterns easily, we usually react to new experiences in the same predictable way that we always have. We reinforce old habits by repeating them over and over. But if, on the other hand, we allow a mindful gap 
We won't react in the usual way, and we can allow the experience simply to pass through us. This weakens our habit. If we do it often enough, we can eventually exhaust the karmic pattern altogether so that it never comes back again. My experience is that allowing a space before we react predictably is magical. For me, it's what allows for making friends with myself, what allows for clear seeing and a change of direction. Without this mindful gap, without reframing, we just stay stuck in old patterns, wondering yet again, how did I get into this mess? The practice of halting or refraining is the most basic way of working with our kleshas. Don't speak, don't ask, get in touch with what we're feeling. It's the first method we need because when we perpetuate our storylines or act out, we don't have the mental space to apply the other two practices, transforming the emotions and using them as a direct path of awakening. People often want to skip the first stage, but that is doomed to backfire. As Ken McLeod says in Reflections on Silver River, it is often unthinkably frightening to experience what goes on inside you. If you wish to be free, however, you have no choice. Uh, Ken McLeod, in that book, Reflections on Silver River, I just ran across that in some notes I had on some books that were recommended by another teacher. That's Ken McLeod's book, Reflections on Silver River. But I love his, his, uh, his, the quote here, it is often unthinkably frightening to experience what goes on inside you. If you wish to be free, however, you have no choice. So it takes, takes courage to do the reframing because that mindful gap, she calls it, is uh, helping us step back and see, and that can help us break a habit pattern. So uh, Thursday, we'll read about the second step to courage, the positive take on the glaciers. So refraining. You can contemplate and think about refraining today. Uh, take a step back before you react to something. And I'm really glad she emphasizes that it's not talking about suppressing or uh, pushing something down. It's, it's just t stepping back so we can look at it and be, and be more aware of what's going on. So let me just close the door a little bit. Getting some fresh air, but got a little bit too much. So why don't we sit And I love, this is just a, a very simple um, metta practice that I really love. I'm just going to read this. It's a little different, so I'm going to read it. I have it taped on a little index card. I've had it for a long time. And it's from the suttas, and it's from the 
This is one of the ways we can uh, practice the metta sutta. So just let your body know, okay, we're going to sit for a bit. We have a good, a good 10 minutes. So, and it's election day and you might try not to listen to too much news during the day. Be careful about that. And remember, it can take uh, days for us to know the, the, uh, confirming solid results. So no need to, um, spend the day fretting if you're, you know, you can take a break from the news because it's all going to be there again a little bit later. So it's a beautiful day here. It might be a good day for a walk at some point. So why don't we sit? Let your body know by your posture that you're, that you want to go, uh, that you want to meditate. Your body will begin to recognize it. We become aware of our breathing. We become aware of the body breathing for us. So that's always something to have gratitude for. Let your back, let your back lift up. So it's giving you good support. And then, ah, let the shoulders drop. Let the spine support you. But always try to relax your shoulders. I know it's a tendency uh, to just kind of let those shoulders inch up and inch up. So you can always work on your exhale uh, with every exhale. If that's something that happens to you, your body gets tense again. On your exhale, just relax and drop your shoulders again. We're going to be aware of our breath. It's the anchor, it's the object of the meditation. And we, we are aware of our breath around the nostrils or are being aware of our belly rising and falling. So we aren't following that breath all through our body. We're just aware of the inhale and the exhale. And one of those two spots around, uh, around the nostrils and the upper lip or the rise and contracting of the belly. We'll just notice that and be aware of it. Be comfortable. Be supported if you need to be. Put something to help you have that uh, a spot your spine straight for your body because don't put yourself into a painful situation you know your body with each exhale you can say let go do a few breaths where you breathe in deeply You can exhale out your mouth even, just to help you become present, embodied, as she says. Let's bring it all together and be right here. Be right here, the body, the mind. And just then just let your breath settle into a natural breath but if you can, breathe in and out through your nostrils. 
and be aware of the body. If there's some part that's uncomfortable or you posture is not right for comfort, you do want to try to be upright, whether you're on the floor or sitting in a chair or standing. You want your body to feel lifted up. And that's, let your, let your brain know that this is a, we're switching to maybe a different channel. I think loving-kindness is a good practice for Election Day. Some of us will maybe have losses. Some will have unexpected gains. Or, you know, it's, it's going to be an up-and-down day if you let it be. So, practice loving-kindness. I'm going to read this short metta practice and then we'll sit with the time we have left, which won't be too much longer. Think. Happy. At rest. May all beings be happy at heart. Whatever beings there may be, weak or strong, without exception, Long, large, middling, short, subtle, gross, seen and unseen, living near and far away, born or seeking birth, may all beings be happy at heart. Let no one deceive another or despise anyone anywhere or through anger or resistance to perception, wish for another to suffer.
So our time is up, but keep sitting if you can. Today of all days, let love prevail in your heart and in your mind. May everything we do and say and think all day be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings. May all beings be happy at heart and peaceful at heart. Have a beautiful day and uh, it's a good day to think about refraining, <laughs> refraining, taking a mindful gap could be our um, watchword for the day. So watch your reactions. Just let yourself sit back and just be aware of what of what might be your reaction, but you can just pay attention to it. Not uh, not speak it or put it out there. So I'll see you on Thursday, and thank you so much for being such a big part of my practice. <laughs>